Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, we are live. Welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, your host. Also the founder of Array Digital, where we exist to help law firms grow their case pipeline using digital marketing. Today, I got a special guest, Kim Benjamin, coming on to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thank you for having me, Kevin. We had a couple of technical issues coming on the show today, uh, but we got that figured out. Always fun in this environment with all the technology we got going on. Seems to be the new the new norm. But so, Kim, thanks for joining me. And you're coming out of Kansas City, Missouri. That's right. I'm downtown Kansas City as we speak. Excellent. Thanks for joining me from there. And just excited to really learn more about your story. I was able to check out your website, see what you're about, see what you guys are up to and what you focus on. But for the audience, really want to, you know, capture your story and hear from you. You know, what kind of triggered you to become an attorney? And uh, what was that journey like as far as, you know, getting where you are today? Unlike many, I my journey is interesting in the, the sense that when I started, I did not know I wanted to be a lawyer. I did not know I was going to go to law school. I actually was in college and thought I was going to be an accountant. And I started not liking accounting. And I was in speech communication and uh, political science. And really getting a job with those degrees is not easy. So I decided, what the heck, I'm going to go to law school. And to be honest, it sounded fun for me. For some reason, my parents said I argued all the time. I liked the TV shows about lawyers, but I didn't know any lawyers at all. I had no connections to a lawyer. So I applied to law school. Awesome. I mean, whatever works for you, right? So I think, um, you know, I like hearing all the different stories and what what led people to making that decision. Quick question is, I wonder, you went, you're thinking about going to school for accounting or you were going to school for accounting, you said? That's right. How, I guess, how beneficial was that when you started your own firm? Because when you become an attorney for yourself, you're also a business owner, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't have enough business or finance or marketing background. I only had accounting background and I had been a bookkeeper for a friend of mine who owned their own business. So I guess in the sense that keeping track of the numbers didn't scare me, inputting the information in QuickBooks or gosh, when I started, it was green paper. You know, having the task didn't bother me or stress me out, but otherwise it really didn't give me a lot of uh, information on how to run a business. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, a very, that's a trend. I've not brought, you know, no one's been on this show with me at least. And we've had 140, 150, I think attorneys uh, managing partners this year. That's the biggest trend thing I see. We weren't taught how to run a business. We were taught about the law. And so a lot of people are just thrown out there. And, and most that I've talked to, and probably for yourself too, is you wanted to practice law. You know, you wanted to do that and uh, become a business owner before you know it. You're like, okay, there's all these other things that I have to be able to do too. So. Right. That's exactly what happened. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a trial lawyer. While in law school, I took a trial advocacy class and that's what sparked me to end up becoming a public defender. I wanted to be in the courtroom, trying cases, talking to juries. So I did that for six years. And then I decided to go out on my own because in Missouri, public defenders don't make much money at all. And they're, they're, government, they're government employees. So it's even worse. There's just oh. no opportunity for growth. It's not like it's uh, a contract in some states. They have a contract. 
and so they get the experience, but they're in private practice. No, we here have a government agency for the public defender. But anyway, I got all my experience. I, I took every skill I could, then moved forward into owning my own business. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, the thing is, it got you the experience. And I like hearing the stories of some people like they intern somewhere, they, you know, went and did some law that they didn't want to do uh, to, to eventually kind of get to where they want to be and get that experience. And, and then they can they just decide, you can decide where you want to go and where you want to be. So I exactly. uh, love it. So you, you want to pave your own path or I guess hang your own shingle, as they say. What, you know, when you came out, so you were probably doing a lot of what you do now when you were working for the state? As far as criminal defense and DWI defense, yes. As a public defender, mainly big you know, cases, the murder, the sex, crimes, the drugs, in private practice, more so the DWIs. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. So, so basically you, you took that same experience you had and, and wanted to apply it. So right. when was it when you decided, how long is your current firm? How long have you been practicing private? Right. I graduated law school in 96 and it was 2002 when I opened up my own business and it was just me. And then eventually it was me and a part-time receptionist. And through the years I've grown and uh, changed. For example, back when we first started, it was me and two other lawyers eventually who did family law, did personal injury, did, you know, whatever kind of case, really a general practice. But those three main areas, personal injury, DWI and criminal defense and family law. Ultimately, I, those two lawyers went elsewhere. One became a judge, one opened their own practice. And I decided to niche down and focus all of it on criminal and DWI defense only and to not have any other practice areas that we do. And in fact, just this year, I opened a second law firm so that I could do another area of law that I want to do. But then I don't water down my Brand. I love that. I love that. I love that. And here's the website below. If you're if you're watching, if you're listening, it's DWICriminallawcenter.com. And then she has the other website too, which I'll I'll pull that up in a second so I can share that too. But yeah, I I think niching makes everything easier. Your messaging, search engine optimization, advertise. I mean, everything just becomes easier, and you're you're talking to the right you know potential customer, and so right. everything gets so much easier. And then if you're going to do other practice areas, instead of just being this conglomerate law firm that does everything. Uh, I like how you took the approach of just starting a different brand technically and being able to be very specific to those individuals that need your help. That's yeah. exactly right. Because the more I build the criminal law firm, I can take less of a role in it and have more of a role in the other. Because my passion is just being a trial lawyer. I love being a trial lawyer, but I also have a passion running the business. So I want to do a little bit of both, mostly run the businesses and also still get to try cases. And so the civil cases that I enjoy so much is why I opened up the second law firm because I didn't want to step away from being in front of a jury on a civil case. So Kim wanted to have her cake and eat it too. <laughs> And she figured out a way to do it. So, so write that down. I, no, I just, you know, we, I started out as a general marketing company, website company, because that's what we do. We're just digital marketing. And we now only work with law firms. So we've, we niched and that's all we do. And it took us a while to get there. And we started as, you know, more of a general practice, if you will. And, uh, that's been all the difference in the world to talk to a specific client, understand their business inside and out and, and be able to focus on that. So, mm -hmm. and our goal really honestly is if there's other areas that we want to focus on that they are completely separate agencies with completely different brands. And that's kind of our, our growth model here is very similar to what you're doing. So it um, makes sense. And it allows you to focus your energy and not 
be um, scattered. Yeah, no, it is. It's back in the day. It was like, maybe I talked to you, say you're a client of mine. I'd be talking to you about your law practice and how marketing we're doing is generating work for you and and leads and then get on the phone next with you know, a plumbing company and then the local you know shop down the street so it's you can't really be an expert at helping all those folks i don't think and you know you can help them a little bit but can you really be the best at it so i, I don't think you can so made so much everything so much cleaner and easier and i sure you, you probably see the same thing with what you're doing so Absolutely. Uh, the new firm what was the web address for that uh, i'd like to pull that up it's so missouri, i can missouri missouri accident injury law center.com i'll try to get that up here in a second um, um we already had accident injury law center so i wasn't able to uh, get that one so i put missouri <laughs> in front of it since we only practice in Missouri anyway. It's a long, long website. So Missouri Accident. Injury Law Center. Injury Law Center. Okay, awesome. I got it. Yeah, okay, I'll pull that up here in a second. Okay, yep. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-333. 3021. Hey, long is fine. It's got a lot of good keywords in there, right? <laughs> From a marketing perspective, it's not. Yeah. Really hard so, um, so give me a little bit of background on that. So you've opened that up. Do you have someone in place that's, that's kind of running things and you're kind of overseeing what's kind of the, uh, the so, angle there? Yeah. The way the second law firm works is I am doing what I enjoy, which is I am handling well, I have an intake team and then I handle the new client meeting and, and the contract. Uh, and then I have another law firm that handles the stuff I don't like, which is the discovery and the negotiations. I like trial preparation. So I do trial preparation and trial, but I have another company that handles the stuff I don't like. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So I'm taking out the website. It looks fresh and clean. Um, it's actually down at the bottom of my screen if you're watching the video. So Missouri Accident Injury Law Center .com and uh, check that out. So yeah, I'm kind of taking a look at this and yeah, it looks really nice. Um, so you're focused there on personal injury and it looks like you have a gentleman, uh, Craig, who's uh, I guess the one handling most of that stuff, right? Yeah, Craig is the senior associate attorney in the criminal law firm. Uh, if okay. We, it, he tries cases. He's a trial lawyer. So if we had to try a case and he, uh, he would be like me, a trial lawyer, not the lawyer that handles the discovery. Gotcha. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. So you got the, the two firms. Um, you've obviously been around uh, and, and you know what you're doing. And what are some of the things that you've done over the years really to, to stand out, to get customers, to get you know, phone calls, clients, form fills, what has worked well for you in that space? Well, early on when I opened my practice, I made sure that everyone in the community knew me. So starting with the lawyers and the business, the chamber, different, different ways. This is pre uh, Facebook. This, you know, 2002 is before you really had anything, anything known as social media. You're still in the phone books back then. Uh, and so you do a lot of in-person lunches and coffees, but I made sure that people knew I'm a trial lawyer and that you would come to me if you want the best deal possible. And so early in my career, after leaving the public defender, I would take certain cases to trial, whether I was paid or not, in order to get what I called street cred. Because once I had street cred amongst the judges, prosecutors, the local bar, 
then people knew to send me cases. And so I did maybe four or five big cases and all won all of them. So then I was able to market that, but also use that in for professional referrals. And so, uh, of course, back in the beginning, it was mostly referral business and or phone book. People find me in the phone book. And now with the internet, the websites, what they are, it's a tremendous amount of energy put into branding <laughs> on different venues. We have a YouTube channel. We have you know, the billboard and the print ads, which are minimal, except for a billboard. Um, we don't do a lot of print ads. It's mostly pay-per-click and SEO yeah. and putting our energy there, but a tremendous amount of former client referral and professional referral is what we notice about 50%. You just can't beat a referral. And just the best way to do it is just, if you could make more of them, you know, appear as you wanted them to, it would be great, but you just can't, you can't be doing good work and have people referring you. So, uh, right. You know, that's and, and making sure that people know about our good work, you know, uh, years ago we weren't putting our case results out on social media or even on the website. And okay. Is something that we do, uh, client testimonials, client reviews, video. I've seen some really nice videos um, on your site. So yeah. uh, check out her website on the DWI one. She's got some really great uh, produced videos uh, with client testimonials on there, um, yeah, which I think are great. A, we worked with a great company out of Atlanta called Crisp Video, and they focus on helping lawyers and law firms. And so several years ago, we nice. worked with them on creating those videos. Yeah, those look really good. So, and then, you, you know, it's powerful when you have, and honestly, I, you know, I thought they were good because I, I've seen some that just kind of look actor-ish or whatever, but, you know, those, they look and feel real and I'm sure they are, but I think they did a really was, good job. Uh, you know, watching yourself on camera is always uh, frustrating because <laughs> you never know what you look like or sound like, but I was really happy with my two clients who yes. were interviewed. Uh, their stories were amazing and they really captured their story and their essence very well in those videos. Yeah. Yeah. So check those out. But yeah, the thing is, you know, I've always, I've had a, a friend uh, and more of a, I guess, mentor in some cases uh, as well, putting yourself out there and, you know, you, you've got these successes and cases and, and some people don't want to share that or don't want to talk about it or whatever, but you know, if you're you're trying to grow your business, you're trying to help more people. Uh, the only way to do that is to be in front of more people and to be found. And so, uh, you know, it's it's good to put that stuff out there and put your successes out there, put the videos out there, the awards, all these things are good. And you know, my friend always says, if you qualify, apply. So that's you know, but like awards, people aren't just gonna hand a word out to you necessarily unless they know that they can push you the process. So um, I, I think it's good to to do that. And I think there's some some attorneys and businesses out there that that kind of like ah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But again, if, if you're helping, trying to help more people and take care of your staff and yourself, then mm -hmm. I think it's a good approach. You need to do it. Yeah, I Excellent. agree. Well, so what the next couple of years look like? So you had the new firm and you just started that how long ago? Uh, September 1st of this year. <laughs> so very recent. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there was some planning well before that. Um, there was. Before, yeah. And we had always done personal injury cases and I'd, you know, been, I've had jury trials and civil cases before. And so it wasn't a matter of doing something new that has never been done before. It's just a matter of creating a better marketing opportunity to keep it separate. Gotcha. Excellent. Well, what is, you know, I know you got a lot going on with that and, you know, we're just coming out of COVID. Hopefully things are settled down. I'm not sure how things are there. What have you guys seen in the last few weeks or months? Of course, in the very beginning of COVID, nobody was driving to work. Nobody was getting arrested. No one was drinking at bars. So DWIs, criminal cases, Personal injury cases just 
dried up, but within 90 days, it picked right back up and it's been uh, busier than ever. And it was actually pre-COVID that our lead numbers went up tremendously. We went from statistically, we were showing around 50 leads a month to 250 leads a month. That happened very quickly for us. Wow. Um, yeah. And so the, the change that happened uh, right before COVID and that never really dipped terribly. It dipped a little, but not terribly. It went right back up. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. It seems like a lot of things are back open. Everything's virtual where it can be. So uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of positive signs and uh, everyone seems to be to business as usual. What are some of the plans for growth in both of the firms uh, that you have kind of on your mind over the next couple of years? Well, in particular, uh, I'm very active in a business coaching company for lawyers called How to Manage a Small Law Firm. And so yes, I have, I have my familiar. coaches there and we are projecting next year, obviously, we're already looking at our business plan and our budget and our marketing plan for next year and trying to grow obviously every year to see growth. So next year we'd be hiring probably four new employees. This year I brought on two new full-time employees, two contract lawyers, and four intake specialists. That was this year. Next year I foresee bringing on another uh, salesperson, another uh, case manager, and another attorney at a minimum. And probably, well, we'll see what happens. If my plan goes, it's basically doubling the business. That's awesome. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, for us too, like with COVID, we had our best year. This year we've, I mean, I've hired eight to 10 people ever since this year started at least and we're hiring out, but so that's good to hear. And, but yeah, awesome plans for growth. I love what you're doing there. How to manage great, great group. And we have multiple clients that are members of that, that organization and we heard nothing but good things actually. So that's excellent. And that's, you know, having a, a mastermind, if you will, is what I would call that is super important for attorneys or any business owner to surround yourself with others. I think that are kind of going through the same thing. Not all might align with your vision or goals, right. but how awesome is it to be able to talk to others that, you know, or you can't go home necessarily in most cases and talk about it around the dinner table about how you're going to grow your law firm or with family or friends. Or um, even with local attorneys. <laughs> most attorneys yeah. are not looking to grow. They're trying to do it all. They're trying to be their own bookkeeper, their own marketing manager, yeah. their their own, you know, they might have a receptionist and a paralegal and that's about as big as they want to get. So yeah. talking no. to talking to your friends is not usually helpful either. <laughs> nah, yeah, you just can't do it. Um, I try sometimes, but, but yeah, so, you know, a lot of folks are out there, you know, what I would call a lifestyle business. You know, you, you got your firm, you got your cases, your sole proprietor, and that's, you're going to go like that the whole way through. So um, not me, not you. We're, we're trying to do some big things here. So, uh, well, that's awesome. It's good to hear that. And I'm sure you will crush it. So, um, but great goals to have. Yeah. Exciting times ahead. Yes. Thank you. Everyone, please, you know, check out her website. Either one, I guess at this point, uh, DWI criminal law center.com. I think she got some really great content on there. The videos are amazing. I haven't got to check out your YouTube channel yet, but I'm going to do that too. And the new website, which I just took a look at. I'm certainly going to take a look at that as well. If others want to reach out to you, connect with you, other attorneys, maybe some other HTM members uh, that you're not aware of, or just someone that's looking for some assistance, what's the best way to connect with you, Kim? The best way is the, uh, well, through the website, the email would eventually get to me, but Kim at BenjaminLawKC.com is my email. Kim at BenjaminLawKC.com. And okay. so it's fine to email me. That's the way most people try to reach out to me. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you sharing where you've come from and, and what you're all about. And, and honestly, motivation for 
where you're going and uh, all the success and hopefully that's inspiring to uh, other attorneys listening in. So uh, doubling in size, I mean, within a year's time is pretty impressive and pretty exciting. You know, I'm sure it comes with its own challenges, but uh, it does. <laughs> as business owners, that's what we like, you know, can't get too bored. Definitely never bored. <laughs> never bored. All right. Well, Kim, appreciate it again. Everyone listening, watching from wherever you are tuning in at. This episode with Kim will be up available on our website soon. It's arraylaw.com forward slash podcast. This will also be up on our YouTube channel as well as my LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. And then soon as we get some editing done, this will be up on our podcast. If you're listening right now, obviously it's already on there and look for Kim to be featured also on our social media uh, in the next couple of weeks and, and months to come. So we'll be pulling some good, good little bits and clips from what Kim's had to share with us today, but motivational. I love it. I love what you're doing. The knitting is huge and uh, I definitely think the way to go. So thank kudos, you. Kudos Kim on that. And if anyone else, if you need help growing a firm like Kim, I mean, she mentioned the leads that she's getting in from 50 to 250. That's what we help our, our clients do. So if you're not in the position that Kim is in with good content and, and all that good stuff, pay-per-click strategies that are working, reach out to us. That's what we do. We'd be happy to help. So Kim, anything else you want to add before we go? No, Kevin, thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. Well, just stay on with me. We'll end the recording. Everyone else, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. We've been recording this podcast free of charge for years. Hopefully you're getting amazing value out of it. We don't ask for much, but would you do us one favor? Would you tell just one person about this podcast? If you get any value whatsoever, all we ask, and we'd greatly appreciate it, is share the podcast with one person just like you.